When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hola, friends. This is Sarah May, and this is an episode for a reader, and I'm so excited about my suggestion, so thank you. You know who you are. Um, so this is about trust, and this is for anyone who has maybe grown up with people they can't trust in their life, or maybe it's someone um, recently that broke your trust, but this is about how to learn how to trust again and maybe rebuild um, your own ability to trust other people. So maybe it's not even about trying to reform a bond with one particular person. Maybe it's just about like, you don't trust people. It's hard for you to be vulnerable to other people because you've been hurt pretty bad. And you want to start to take those steps because maybe you crave those really rich and intimate relationships in your life. Because when you can build a really, really strong bond with somebody else, it's like the best feeling ever. So it's totally well worth it. Um, and before I get started, I want to remind everybody to please review me on iTunes because it helps me a lot. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> so I'm going to give you a couple tools and I'm going to give you kind of my three-step process for building trust and like it's all stuff you do on your own um, but they're they're pretty important to do in a journal or to write down so I'm gonna also post this in a blog um, but if you don't journal at least start a Google Doc or a Word Doc or somewhere a piece of paper just a piece of paper because it's just really helpful to write things down and see them it helps you really reflect and and see what your feelings are inside when it's just written down in front of you um, alrighty. So there are three of these and, um, I'm going to do a little intro section and I'm going to go through those steps. So here we go. Alrighty. So I'm going to start with the kind of where you are description. So if this sounds like you, this is going to be, um, tailored exactly for you. So if you grow up with people who you're not able to rely on in your life, um, it's something that you kind of grow superpowers as an adult as a result of. So you're probably self-reliant, very independent, um, maybe extremely resourceful. Like you're kind of a, one of those people that's like, yeah, I can do it. Or you kind of know how to get stuff done. The downside is it can be very hard to untrain your um, mistrust of others or not being able to rely on others. So you kind of likely carry the bulk of every load. And that's because your life experience has trained you to do that. And it's also trained you to not trust um, others or put any kind of uh, or rely on others because that would potentially put you in danger. So um, I'm hoping to give you some clarity and some marching orders that you can do based on wanting to shift your life to a much more 
balanced ratio so that you can build relationships where you're not only able to trust other people, but you're able to rely on them and not have to do everything yourself. Because even though this is a strength for you, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't have relationships where people are doing just as much work as you are. That's the type of person you deserve. People that are just like you, that give just as much, that show up just as much and just as consistently. So often when you grow up with people that are inconsistent or unstable or maybe just deceptive or unreliable, it's a natural thing for you to complete the void. So it's like you have become the yin to their yang. And that's kind of your makeup as a person. You overcompensated for incapable people because you had to. Um, So you kind of have this complementary strength to the person that was your caregiver growing up. The kicker is that because of that, you're actually um, probably unconsciously seeking out others that you can complement in the exact same way. So what I mean is you've likely ended up with partners or friends or just relationships in general with people who are just as incapable or needy or flawed as your caregivers were, which is not your fault. It just means it's the dynamic that you are comfortable with and that you're naturally drawn to. And it's also who's drawn to you because people crave what you can give. And so once they see you giving it and it's something you naturally give, they cling to you. And as a result, it's also rewarding for you because it's using your strengths. You have these natural abilities based on the way you grew up, just being a kind of a parent and a, I guess, an empowered child. You know, so the fact that you have these abilities is probably it makes you feel really, really good to help other people that need you. So it's a mutually beneficial relationship for the most part, but it's not healthy when it's somebody that you're not able to rely on back. You know, it's it's like you want to find somebody that can give you what you give back. I already said that, Um, but not to fear. So this is not a damning situation. Um, You have the building blocks for something much, much greater than if you didn't have this kind of upbringing at all. So rest assured, what you went through, no matter how painful it was and how disappointing it was to be not cared for in the ways that you were supposed to be, you have the greatest gift in the form of the potential for much richer life experience because of it. It's like you are given these superpower muscles that no one else would ever be given if they did not grow up in the same way you did. So what all you have to do is basically train yourself to have the other kind of muscles that everybody else grows up with. So you can build those muscles and that's specifically the muscle that teaches you how to trust other people. And it's also a muscle to allow you to find trustworthy people. So those are two. I'm hoping to give you some steps that will help you do that because your solution, you can have exactly what you want. Um, It'll just take some conscious and consistent focus and effort, but it'll be really simple and kind of automatic once you start it. So don't stress about it. Um, If it's something you want, know that it'll be a natural progression and it'll be done over time. So it's not something you're going to have to force. It's just going to unfold on its own. And uh, you can start right now uh, with this, with these three very conscious, deliberate steps. So I'm going to introduce them right now. Um, and if you can, grab a pen. If not, I'm going to post this in blog form on my website. Help me. Actually, no. 
that's the old website, teaspoonofhappy.com. So that'd be a great place to find this. And uh, here we go. Step one, recognize your pattern. So for example, quote, I have a lack of trust in my relationships. So you're just basically going to acknowledge to yourself that this is something you're living with that you want to change. So if the introduction of this rang any alarm bells in your head, I'm guessing that this part is already happening for you. So you're, you're probably already recognizing this pattern in your life and you're not super stoked on it. So if there was a void you felt or like a pang of pain while you were listening, good for you because that means you're on your way to making change. I highly recommend writing this observation down in your journal because it'll help you to speed up the process when you're able to read just where you are back to yourself in black and white. So especially if you're itching to get to step two. So clarify to yourself the pattern of your life that you want to change. Um, that's very, that's very simple, but it's step one. Um, if you don't have an idea of what your pattern is, I'm going to list off a couple example ones in case it helps. So for a lot of us, it's a sad feeling that there's no one in your life that you can trust or, um, that your life experience has shown you that people are just lame and not to be trusted. And therefore you just don't believe good relationships exist. Uh, which is common. If you've had that experience, why wouldn't you think that? Of course. I mean, it's what your brain's telling you because your experience has been that way, but it's not true. Um, so whatever your truth is, write it down. Don't judge it. Don't even look at it after. Just know that for you, it has been true. And you're not wallowing, you're acknowledging the reality so that you have a rock solid starting point. And so this is about stating where you are so you can immediately move, move forward from that place. Um, so got that part down? Cool. And now you may want to adjust your volume for a brief word from our sponsors. Let's go to the next step. Step number two. So step number two is decide you want to be able to trust others in your life. So this might sound like a no-brainer, but if you're in the middle of doing work on something like this and it's getting tough, you might forget why you even started. So right now, just decide and write it down that you are committing to this process. It's important to write it down because it just formalizes that intention and it's almost like you're making a promise to yourself. So if you don't have a journal, regular old piece of paper is fine, or if you have a Google Doc, um, but know that this pursuit is worth it. And it's going to take some work, but it's your life. And no matter how long it takes, you can create such massive change in the entirety of your life if you invest in this, because it means you get to experience everything on high volume. You know, to love is not to love unless you are able to be close to people and to be vulnerable to them. And in order to be vulnerable to somebody, you're going to have to forgive the past betrayals of your life and decide you want to have intimacy moving forward. Um, so write this decision down in statement form. And once that's completed, just sign it and date it. And I also recommend uh, ending it with something loving to yourself. <laughs> like, you're awesome and I am... I promise to take care of you or I promise to do this for you or something like that. Um, so this is like your starting line gun being fired and now you're off. So if you've written that down, let's keep going to step number three. Okay. Step number three, this is a two-parter. 
and it's uh, a little bit um, writing intensive, but if you don't have time right now, just I would recommend doing this later on uh, when you have your journal in front of you. So part one is define your values. So this is something you will likely have to think about for a while because those values can get really clouded if you're used to putting up with bad behavior. So if you've been tolerating lame behavior for a really long time, it's almost like you grew the skin of an avocado and just things just stop getting to you even though they should. So it's like you might logically know what good values are, but you just don't care that much anymore. Like it's almost like... um you just be, you, you almost start saying to yourself like, oh, I'm just not one of those people that cares that much about uh, people keeping their word, stuff like that. It's like those types of things you almost grow overly tolerant to. And that's something you have to, un- you're going to untrain. So this is just to get you started. Here's a list of a few examples of basic values that might, that sh- I think should go on your list. Um, number one, honesty. Number two, someone who cares about my needs and respects them. Number three, kindness, or I want relationships with others who are kind to me and would not intentionally cause me pain. Number four, someone who respects me. Number five, someone who inspires me or encourages me to grow. Um, Just whatever those are, write a list of all of them and highlight the ones that are the kind of um, defining foundational values. Like for you, if honesty, I would say honesty is a big one because relationships are built on trust and honesty. Um, so highlight the list of the deal breaker values. So if you have like, let's say 20, highlight the ones that are unbreakables. So you don't want to be in a relationship with someone you can't trust. I would highlight that one. Um, respect is another one. Highlight that one. Kindness is another one. Um, okay. So that's part one. Part two, define healthy boundaries. And so this one is definitely someone, uh, one that you could have lost your ability to understand what healthy values are. If you've not had to enforce them for a really long time, or people around you have not been very respectful to you. Um, healthy boundaries are something you kind of have to, uh, learn from somebody else who's had a healthy upbringing. Cause it's kind of, it can be totally foreign. So if you don't know what those are, Here are a couple of examples. Um, Number one, I need my time to be respected. Um, So that would be like if somebody didn't care when they asked things of you or just called you whenever they wanted, asked asked that you do all sorts of things without kind of uh, understanding what that meant. Um, Number two, I don't want to be spoken to in degrading or mean ways. So if somebody is just mean or says negative things, like that's a boundary you can enforce. Uh, Number three, I need to have my feelings be considered and understood or acknowledged. Um, Number four, I need to be treated with respect. Number five, uh, I am not okay with drugs or illegal activity. So if that's something that this other person or people anybody in the future, if you're, if you're not comfortable with like being around drug abuse, like that can be a boundary. Um, I'm not, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, number six. I'm not okay with, um, offensive language. Like if you don't feel comfortable with certain things, you can write those things down. 
um, etc. So your, your boundaries, no matter what they are, they're okay. They are yours and you are now deciding to enforce those boundaries. So you're only going to seek out relationships that adhere to your values and respect your boundaries. So you're just going to have to, when you meet people, even if you find them interesting, if they cannot adhere to these specifications that you have written down, you are going to have to decide that they are not the kind of relationship you want. And that's going to be the part that seems like it's maybe hard or seems like it's like inconvenient right now. But you'll find that very quickly, once just you're aware of these things inside of you, once you have this list in front of you, that will happen automatically. Like whenever you're talking to somebody and you find that, you know, let's say based on my list that like they have had a lot of breakups in the past and they have obviously been dishonest to those people and they also use illegal drugs. Like that would be, those are two major deal breakers. Like those are two things you've highlighted on your list that are just not okay with you. You would then just become aware of that and you would remind yourself of it. And then you will automatically just not be attracted to this type of person. It's like, you just have to make yourself really aware of your true feelings and commit to them and know that they are really, really important. I think that's the hardest part for a lot of us is knowing that they really matter, that you really mean it. It's not trivial. If you are not respecting those values and you're not adhering to them, you are actively pursuing relationships that are not what you want. You're choosing things you don't even want. It's not like you you wish you wanted it. It means you really, really don't want it. It just seems like it at the time because it's comfortable. Like you've, you've gotten used to it. You're used to these types. You're used to this type of construct and they're attracted to you and that feels good, but it's not what you want. Just constantly remind yourself of this list and make a commitment to yourself to abide it. So just talk to yourself often and write to yourself often and keep walking toward people that follow and respect all of these things on your list, even if it doesn't seem like you have a lot in common with them, you're going to be choosing new types of people. And that's like an uncomfortable thing because you keep thinking, it's almost like a lonely feeling where you're like, well, I don't really have anything in common with this person. I don't like the same music as them. I don't know. They have weird clothes. But I mean, you're just going to have to train it into yourself to look for trustworthy people above all else, above all the shared experiences. Because as soon as you start to better the quality of the things you are are choosing in people, as soon as you're just looking for good people, you will start to love those people. And it's like you, whatever mandates you had for what type of person you could get along with, you'll start to realize like all of the people you shut out before are so much more similar to you than you realized before. And you start to forgive all the dorkiness or forgive all the ugly clothes or whatever the thing you don't feel like is like you, it starts being, being less relevant. And you will likely find out you have way more in common in cool ways with these people than you thought before.
And as you go through the process of meeting new people and and taking on new relationships, keep a tally. Like I recommend keeping a list of pros and cons. So because everybody, nobody's perfect. Everyone's going to have good things about them and bad things about them. But you're going to be looking for any kind of red flags, like any warning signs. So if you are kind of starting to get more involved in a new relationship, keep a list and just write down things you love, things you don't feel so comfortable with, and then just highlight any kind of red flags that are uh, deal breakers. Um, and while you're doing these three steps, consistently just invest in building yourself and loving yourself and be happy with you solo. Just the reason that so much of this work is has to do with you is, is it revolves around how stable you are as a separate, a separate entity, because it all comes down to just your resting state of happiness. When you really trust people, it's built over time and you really witness it, but it takes meaning. It takes being confident yourself and that you are capable of being vulnerable and loving this other person back. Because when you are, um, when you have a really, really strong bond with yourself, it means that you are capable of enduring anything. Like when you take really, really, really good care of yourself and you invest in that relationship with yourself, you know, without a doubt, I'm going to catch me. Like, it's almost like having this like spotter that's just you because you know, no matter what happens, no one can take it away from you. You have that bond. Not, not the most terrible person in the world could make you feel less than okay because you have you no matter what. And that bond is something you will build and foster and it'll take you so far. It's why it's so important to be kind to yourself and to be loving to yourself. So I want you to, throughout whatever process of trying to build these other relationships, just foster the love you have with yourself and just feel comfortable being by yourself. Be happy with that relationship. Um, And one major note I will give you that as you go through this process of building new relationships, know that it's worth it and nobody is perfect. So even if you do get hurt, it's not going to kill you and it's still a worthy pursuit because relationships are what make life taste good. I mean, it's the way you get the most richness out of your experiences and know that because of your past, because you had such a hard experience, you are expecting the negative. And I know how that feels because if you've had bad experiences in your past, you don't believe that anything else is coming because you've had so many bad experiences. Like you're just waiting for it. It's like, you know, waiting for, you know, the other shoe to fall or whatever. It's like your instinct is to be anticipating the negative. And in order to not do that, you've just got to be in the rational and in the objective. Like, just be aware of the fact that you're doing that now, and it's just because of your life experience, but it's not an accurate view of reality. Like, you are perceiving negative more than the negative exists. And when you're meeting new people, keep that in mind and go easy on them because likely when people feel like you're looking for them to mess up, it's like they're going to mess up. Like, they can feel that it's your expectation. So it's like... 
it's almost like if you tell someone like don't spill this pe- don't don't fill, uh, spill this giant cup of red dye and this person's wearing all white like they're going to spill that dye just that's what it does to your nerves so it's your job to be very gentle on others and and try and keep your expectations in check just constantly you remind yourself that no one can destroy you you have yourself you will take care of yourself you get to decide how you feel about people and and their flaws and sometimes it'll be worth it sometimes somebody's flawed and if it's not a deal breaker you know if somebody's not prompt and that was one of your values like they just don't seem to be able to keep the right time and they're always late that might be still worth it to keep them in as a friend or whatever because it's not necessarily you know maybe it doesn't hurt that bad it's like you can tolerate you can decide the things you want to tolerate I think that's why keeping that list is going to help you a lot with relationships because it'll keep you in the rational and it'll keep you kind of writing down the information you're observing. And so during each of those occurrences, just take time to gauge the validity and truth of what you might be reacting to negatively. Because sometimes when you're having a negative reaction to a relationship and you're starting to get that terror feeling of like, (gasps) they're betraying me or I don't trust them because they they said they were going to do this and they didn't do it. You might be experiencing the old emotions and not they're not real. So your body, your gut is going to know, but your brain is the thing that's creating this trigger like you're you're getting triggered by a familiar construct and your you're like getting all of this conflicting information and heightened uh you know anxiety and your body will feel like terrified because you're you're ready for this past experience but know that you do not know and that your brain is likely wrong and that this feeling is likely old because it's so heightened so if you freak out about something maybe it's somebody you think someone's lying to you um check in on reality because if it's an overwhelming feeling like the, the feelings we have that are from childhood are usually very very exaggerated just because they're from the experience of a child Everything when you're a kid is so overwhelming because it's out of your control and you're vulnerable. You're so, of course, scared because you have no power. Um, So check in on your emotions. If you are getting triggered, know that you need to get to a rational mindset before you make any decisions or cut somebody off completely because you're likely assigning massive, massive amount of weight to the situation that's not really appropriate for the situation. So, and that's just because you've been traumatized by your past experience. Um, I hope that made sense. I know it was a little wordy, but I guess it's like, if you're starting to get really upset at somebody messing up or disappointing you, and you're really overwhelmed with that emotion, take steps to get back to rational, soothe your chemicals, and then just write it all down and just give yourself some time and distance to really examine what those emotions are and if it's really tied to the situation, if it's really appropriate to the size of the situation. Because oftentimes in the grand scheme of life, it's not as big of a deal as it feels like it is because it's like you're feeling it from a child's perspective. Anyway, I digress. So I hope this was helpful. Um, And at the end of the day, investing in a relationship fully means you get to love fully. So it's not worth it unless you just go for it. 
Um, and the most important part is that you decide you want this for yourself. You want these experiences, you want that connection and just start small, you know, and keep going. It's just one day, this, whatever muscle memory will go away and your life will prove to you that people are trustworthy and that love is real and that those old habits and experiences will become the minority in your life. I know it's hard to believe that if you've suffered a really long time, but know that that is not the average experience of your life. It's the, the average, uh, of your focus, but it's, it's not the most common thing in your life. You've had many more positive experiences. You've had many more smiles and you're just trapped by this focus. So I would hope that this helps you. And, uh, if it did, please review me on iTunes. And, um, as always, don't forget to smile. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.